So we'll be a little bit short of 130. We've done worse. Yeah, we've done worse. And there's no clip, so that's Yeah, until someone tells us to shut the f*** up, we gotta, <laughs> I guess we just got to say, say what we're going to say. Welcome aboard the Little Red Bandwagon. We are a twice-weekly podcast dedicated to celebrating the Too Beautiful to Live radio show slash podcast. On Saturdays, we bring guests on to talk about their relationship with TBTL, play their favorite segment from TBTL history, and hash it over. You just got that one with Andrew Walsh, and that's a doozy. If you haven't heard it yet, just stop this one, hit stop, go listen to that one that came out on Saturday, and uh, come back to us later. But now... It's Monday, and you've landed on our weekly recap of TBTL. My name is Mike Frizzell, and to do this show, I need help. That's why our producer, Jeremy Holmes, is close by to steer the ship uh, and will never, ever speak on this podcast. (laughs) But as always, I'm joined on the air by the lovely Christy Wise. Hello, Christy. Hello. Hello, Mike. Christy, on the show tonight... We're going to uh, first do Christie's Corner, where we're going to get a little update on the Green Grasshoppers, the T-ball team um, that you're coaching along with Jeremy. We'll do a little LRB business, uh, and we have a major announcement tonight. Uh, when are they never not major? If we have an announcement to make, it's freaking major. So we're going to, of course, do our week in review, and we at the end, I'll tell you how to get involved because it's very important. So uh, stick around for that. Um, Christy. Yes. Uh, the, the, we're recording on a Saturday night. Yes. Obviously the, the green grasshoppers play on, it's always Saturday morning, right? Yes. And who did you play today and, uh, how'd that go? We played the Red Hawks. The Red Hawks. The Red Hawks. So I think I've talked about before that the whole thing is one hour. You have half an hour to practice, half hour gameplay, game like play. Um, I was first intimidated. Yeah, important to say like, game like <laughs> play. <laughs> So w- the two issues that the grasshoppers have are knowing which base to run to. And mm-hmm. um, because we say run to first, they sometimes run to the first base they see. So oh, okay, mm-hmm. that is normally, you know, second because, you know, right across. So they, they, they're still not, they're still not onto the first base thing. It's been like four weeks, right? I know. And we constantly have people yelling at them to go, but they still... They they turn around, they hit it, they drop the bat, and sometimes they run to third because the bat's pointing that way. They're three <laughs> and four. We have to give them, we have to give them a little little leeway. So we did chase the coach around the bases run, where we made them run the bases a, a few times. And then mm-hmm. our second chase big- the coach. I love that. So the, so there's battle ball, which yes. is the defense. Yes. Where where uh, six to eight kids jump on the ball at the same yes. time. One comes up with it and yes. throws it to first, and the rest start crying because they didn't get the ball. And now we have chase the coach around the bases. Yes. Okay. And actually, Mike, battle ball. Is that a video that Jeremy looked up online? Did it, is there a chase the coach? Is that a tip that he got? Chase from the some, chase the coach is a, go- is a Google uh, thing that I found on okay. how to how to do t ball and um. But battle ball is a little, a little harsher than, than you said, Mike, because they all, we have to peel them off. So a couple parents have to come out and peel the kids off because they. Oh, right. Like, like unstacking guys on a fumble. Exactly. That's exactly where the refs are there. And that kid is uh-huh. holding onto that ball for dear life. And 
Then they hold it up. They don't throw it to, they don't throw it to first. They just hold it up in okay. the air. So th- this week we worked, we tried to work on battle ball a little bit. Um, wait, wait, are- Christy, how slow would the runner have to be? How many wrong bases would they have to run to before they, they could actually get thrown out? By has, it, has anyone ever been thrown out in the four weeks? Oh, no, there's no outs. There's no oh, outs. Oh, God. Okay. Oh, no, all right. No score, no outs. Everybody oh, gets right. to base. No outs, really. No outs. No outs. Everybody's safe. Everybody's safe. Why field the ball then? Because they need to learn the fundamentals of it. They're oh, just three. Man. You have to you have to learn to walk before you can they learn should. to run. Okay. <laughs> okay. So uh the the battle ball, trying to solve battle ball, it was a two part thing that we did today, which was um we had them line up and Jeremy would throw the ball to the person that was first in line and no one else could touch it. And then the second part of battle ball was or eliminating battle ball was as soon as you get that ball you throw it to first as fast as you can like it's a hot potato mm-hmm. so that seemed to work but in practice and you know practice it was fine but in reality we had battle ball which then sometimes uh, once the game started they once, the game like play started they yeah. they just started pouncing on the loose ball again yeah and then it would be sometimes a kid would stand up and throw it to first and then the pile is still there and they're wondering where the ball went. Sure. And I would have to go over and say, okay, kids, what's up? And they're just grasping at dirt and kind of yeah. looking around, wondering where the ball went. And they're trying to dig a hole. That's some kind of progress anyway. <laughs> right. I was very happy. Well, the other team, so we kind of like to spy on what the other team's coaches are doing because mm-hmm. everyone usually has more experience than we do. Yeah, like the New England Patriots, you get the video cameras going. Right, you have to you have to see their plays, practice. That that team was doing calisthenics. They were doing burpees, they were doing jumping jacks, they were running lines, and I thought we're Well, they're so young that burpees is actually when you get them up <laughs> and you just pat their back. Right. I don't even give them credit for doing burpees when they're that small. <laughs> And they had burpees. They weren't doing burpees. They had the burpees. <laughs> so I thought we're really in for it. These Red Hawks are, are going to kill us. They had <laughs> sure. the same issues. They're limber. Same issues. Oh, Battle right. ball. Once the game started, their, their veneer of professionalism quickly <laughs> faded away. Yeah. The running the bases backwards. They had a kid who would only run mm-hmm. backwards, literally run backwards. A girl wow. on the team that That sounds like a condition. Maybe they want to get that checked out. <laughs> right. And they're about remember that ball. remember that girl who posted uh, I think it was Kelly posted uh, about her feet online and people were concerned that she had two left feet or her feet oh, were right, backwards. Oh right, right, right. She didn't know which feet her her shoes go on. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, maybe same condition on this kid. Yeah. So and then the coaches of the other team were really intimidating this week because well, one looked like the Rock. Like a, mm. a real life in my face version of The Rock. Really? Yeah, he was so handsome. What, I couldn't. Was it warm be- out? Were the, were the were the guns out? Was the sun out? Yeah, yeah, and and I I couldn't talk around him. I, I just got a little flustered <laughs> because he had the daughter on the team, and he was uh-huh. just so cute with her that uh, oh you know, yeah, the Dill oh, faction yeah. was definitely yeah the raging. the 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 daughter. Uh, the a son will take you up like a point and a half. A mm. daughter will take you up two and a half. Oh, easy. yeah. So 
if you're mm-hmm. a Seattle seven and a half, you're a ten. If you're being oh, tender yeah. with your little daughter oh, on yeah. the tee ball field, he was definitely a Seattle ten to begin with. And then the fact yeah. that he has this daughter <laughs> and he's trying to, hey, chase me around the because she didn't get which direction to go and she was so cute and you could tell he tried to do her hair and it was just terrible. Um, mm-hmm. All of that, yeah, definitely. <laughs> he rented that girl. <laughs> So also, I'm not buying any of this guy's BS. Yeah, the the last thing about the the um, grasshoppers this week is we found out we have a celebrity dad in our on our team. Really? Yes, one of the captains from the Deadliest Catch kid is on our team. Oh, they, well, did you see the guy, or how did you yes, find out? He's been, he's been very helpful for the team. They're actually my favorite parents. Um, mm-hmm. And they they always have been because they're they're kind of a little bit like us. Um, just think this whole thing's they, crazy. They admit they're a little bit over their head. Yeah, yeah. And the dad's very <laughs> helpful. He's always out there. Where some of the other dads just kind of mill around in the back and just look at us when I'm like, "Hey, your kids are tackling each other. Can we? Can you yeah. help us out?" And they've been really good. And so when we found out that he's a celebrity dad, and then of course Jeremy did his um, Twitter. Twitter searches, we, we definitely want to oh, get gosh. invited to their house because they have a really nice Jeremy, pool. you're not getting any free fish, <laughs> so stop it. That's what I said. It's their week to bring snacks, and I'm thinking, can we get some crab <laughs> up in here? <laughs> right, right, right. Some some king crab legs yeah. out there. I'll send the allergy list to them and say, well, actually, the only thing we can eat is fresh seafood. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're the rare people that right. are not allergic right. to <laughs> shellfish, but are allergic to everything else. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, um, you're are you gonna you're gonna be back for next week's uh, Green Grasshoppers game, but yes. you guys are taking off uh, tomorrow morning as we record on a Saturday night. You're taking off a Sunday morning on yes. a trip to where exactly? I know this is up in the air now because we were chatting with with it that is. jerk Will the pilot uh, earlier today. Yeah, and and he's trying to get you on a flight somewhere. Where are you gonna be? So sadly, we're not going to make it to Washington, D.C., and I'm very sad to not be able to meet Kelly and the rest of the DC-10s, especially because they moved their regular happy hour just to accommodate us, and I feel bad. Um, But all those flights to the East Coast are completely oversold. So we will be going to New Orleans tomorrow. Oh, that's a real shame for you, having to go to New Orleans. Shucks. Yeah, Jeremy's never been. (laughs) And I've been a couple times and just that's it's one of my favorite cities. So I can't oh, wait. Oh, and it's to a sh- perfectly lovely time of year to go there too. You're not gonna <laughs> it's, you're not gonna be sweating your No, it's like ninety off. with the humidity a hundred percent. Oh no. No, yeah. It, this this is the seriously, that's not bad for there. That's <laughs> right. not bad. It could be worse. Yeah, that's don't true. even worry about it. So what do you what are y'all gonna do there? Jeremy doesn't um drink, so mm-hmm. and you rarely drink. So are you gonna um be hitting restaurants? Are you gonna do some like uh some I, I know there's some cool battlefields to check out. There's some a lot of history there. There's a naval museum. Are you gonna do any of that yeah. stuff? And also, of course, Jeremy found a NASA museum about forty five minutes out. So Well well of course, <laughs> of course. I mean New Orleans and Louisiana are famous uh, famous for space travel. Right. You can't even you can't even bring up space travel without thinking of the contributions of the many New Orleanians right. and the technology that 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 uh, they churn out there in Louisiana. So we'll be going to that one of our days. Um, just 
looking at the scenery. I, I'd like, I've been there quite a few times, so I'd like to go and see something new or go to someplace that mm-hmm. I've never been. So this will be fun. Well, I will um, get at you with some suggestions. I've okay. married Please two do. women from Louisiana. I know New Orleans pretty well. Um, I think I can provide you with some some recommendations. But what does this mean for the show uh, this this upcoming week? I mean, um, you were going to be visiting with the DC-10s. Maybe we were going to do a show with one of them or both of them, but mm-hmm. that's not going to happen. Are we going to um, grab someone in New Orleans? or? Well, you've reached out to, to Shira from New mm-hmm. Orleans, so if hopefully she gets back to us and I can meet her. Okay. Well, I'll send her. I'll send her an email tonight. I just Facebooked her, and maybe she doesn't do that oh, much. Yeah. I've never even seen her on Facebook, so I will. I'll send her an email, and we'll uh, and we'll hook up, and maybe we'll have Shira on the show. She's been a ten for a long time. I think she used to be in the Stens in the um, you know, on the Ustream. Mm-hmm. And do you remember she, that? Yep, she orchestrated the Ten Pal, the Pen Pal system. Oh, right, right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So she's had a role in curing world loneliness. And yes. Maybe we can hook up with her. If that doesn't work out, we'll find somebody. We have a long list and we'll we'll schedule something up because you guys are back on Thursday night. Yes. Hopefully okay. we'll see. We'll figure it out. Yep. Um, so LRB business, the TBT Elethon, as you – if you're hearing this on the day it comes out, this is Monday and you have until tomorrow to get your swag. You can contribute anytime. The mm-hmm. The you, you will never not be able to contribute, but if you want to get any of the swag, which we'll talk about in a little bit, you know, get on it now because that's going to be it. I think it's been a pretty successful drive. I get the sense that they're probably going to do better this year than they ever have, but that's just because I'm I'm just feeling that there's just a lot of love in the air since the infinite guest thing, since Andrew became full time. There's more engagement. Um, and there just seems like there's more going on. So, and, and one thing about this year's TV telethon, Christy, that I've, that I noticed, and maybe, maybe it's been in the last couple, but, um, this time they just kept it local. They just, they know what we really like, what the hardcore fans really mm-hmm. like. And that's Luke and Andrew, you know, doing their thing. So, you know, no big celebrity guests this week. And, you know, I, I I'm sure. I mean, there's a place for that, and I think I think the the role of the like the celebrity guest is in getting new listeners, maybe not getting contributors. Like when oh, you have right. Kristen Shaw on or somebody mm-hmm. like that, then you get maybe you know 500 new listeners, and then if they get hooked, then the next TBTLathon by then all they want to hear is Luke and Andrew anyway, like we all do, right? <laughs> and they turn into contributors. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Um, do you do you feel like this one was different, like a more local? Yeah, um, I, I really liked that they just kept it to them with just a few cameos. I thought I think it's a very good idea that they shut down the swag because I think that that has been an issue in the past where someone is a time bandit and they listen back um, mm-hmm. a couple months later and they can definitely contribute, but then now they need their Frisbee and they might be out or (laughs) the dog is eating all of them. So I think it's very smart. I also really, I think that making it tax deductible helps and that will get them more because a lot of companies do matching. So they're, they're going to get double their contribution at some places. Yeah, definitely. If I work somewhere that did that, I would, 
definitely make sure that they they made it match. So if you're out there and you made a contribution and you have a company, maybe you haven't even thought of this, but mm-hmm. when you change it over to the new system from PayPal, um, it's it's an easily trackable and tax deductible donation. So that's that's pretty awesome. Um, Christy, we we have some big news. Okay. Uh, obviously, there is a, a TBTL event coming up at the Mariners um, on Thursday, the twenty eighth. Uh, we didn't feel like that was enough for the LRB listener, for the discerning LRB listener. I feel like you all need um, more rewards because you're keeping up, and this show is for you. If, you know the 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 faithful listener that is actually keeping up with the show, and because you're keeping up with it, you're getting this announcement. Christy, what's going on with the LRB? So we will be having a meetup Saturday. Is that the thirtieth? Dates are hard. Th- yes, the thirtieth. Time to be determined, and we want you all to come out. A lot of people are coming in fr- um, from out of town, including Mike Frizzell. What? <laughs> It's official. So Oh yeah. Yeah, you're right. If you're, you're right. I keep getting his email and, and yeah, it looks like he, he's confirmed. He's going. <laughs> he's confirmed. So there's a lot of people coming in from out of town or it's all it always feels like it's not enough hangout time, mm-hmm. especially because we'll yeah. be in seats and you can't you can't get as much quality time. So we are going to have a meetup on that Saturday. Should we announce where too? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Tell them where, and then we'll 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 put out. What do you 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 know how to do this stuff on Facebook? The you you put out event. an event, and then we can get kind of get a head count going. Yes. So we're going to meet up at Patty Coins Irish Pub that is on Pier seventy in a um, Alaskan Way in Seattle. Uh, that's kind of uh, that's on the north end of the waterfront, right? Correct. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, it's going to be great. Uh, wow. It could be, end up being a pretty wild scene. Or it could just be the two of us. No, I don't (laughs) think so. I think you're underestimating people's, uh, desire and ability to party. So, uh, I'm sorry, hashtag party, Andrew WK, forever. (laughs) So if, so Jeremy's going to come, obviously, because, you know, I got to bring my designated driver. Does he get to speak to people? Um, I don't know. I haven't decided yet. I mean, I know, I mean, Christy, he's, he's the love of your life, your moon and stars, but you know, he's really, he really has a difficult time speaking. He, (laughs) I mean, we're working with him, but you know, there's the spitting. I mean, anyway, I mean, that's an off, off air conversation. Jeremy will be there. You can, he can, you know, write something down on a piece of paper yeah, for speak you. It, if, speak to him if, at your own risk. Yeah. 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 Wear a mask. The views and opinions expressed by Mike Brazell do not necessarily represent the views and opinions of Little Red Bandwagon Podcast or any of its subsidiaries. Um, we can review. Can we go there? Yep. Let's do this. All right. Monday, episode 5, 1857, Public Radio Hype Man. Uh, the, the, the news we were waiting for all weekend was how, uh, Luke's High Wire act on Livewire with um, Janine Garofalo, um, Dan Harmon, and mm-hmm. uh, Chuck sure. Palahniuk was going to go. And I guess it went pretty well with uh, Janine and with uh, and with Dan Harmon. In fact, uh, as I was driving home tonight, I, I caught the opening of Livewire on the radio here in Austin, and uh, they did their, their pre-roll 
like backstage conversation and it was Dan Harmon. He sounded perfectly reasonable and sober. So, uh, so that went well, but I guess he had a real awkward moment with Chuck Palahniuk. Um, mm. and I guess new Luke, I guess uh, more centered Luke was able to just wait it out, wait out the long, long silence when mm -hmm. n seemingly nothing was going to happen with the interview. Christy, you don't strike me as someone who is ever going to uh, work that quote unquote golden silence. Meaning that I can't handle it? No. Yeah. You, they, I don't think you could do it, right? I don't know. That's a good, that, that would be a good uh, test. What about you? I, I was, I was in that uh, boat for a long time where I, I just don't like the long silence in, in any situation. But I took, um, my company paid for a sales course for myself and all the other managers in the company. Um, and it was, it was a uh, presentation done by Coca-Cola. And this is a, a presentation that they've honed over many, many years that they, they give to all their sales reps. And one of the things that we did and we practiced and we role played and we even videotaped ourselves doing was something called the golden silence. And that is, um, when you ask for a sale, uh, and, and it's pretty amazing. If you can discipline yourself to sit quietly, you very often get what you want out of the conversation, whether it's a sale or the person who may have made a decision going in that they weren't going to give you some good conversation, that they were they were going to be closed off in an interview, they will make a decision to be interesting or to buy your product. And I'll tell you, I I've put it into practice in my life and it really works. Hmm. Okay. So Christy. I'll try it. Next time you're uncomfortable or you want something, just sit there silently. Okay. You'll get it. I like it. Um the Alec Baldwin live reads. I don't know why. Quinoa. So Very hilarious. <laughs> I want him to announce every menu item at every restaurant I ever go to. Well, he makes everything sound so great. The the thing about it though is he's so good at the live read that it's um I, I think he's too good. You know, like. Mm -hmm. There are people that are terrible at the live read and you don't believe that they would ever use the product or whatever, but he's doing a live read and he's giving you a take like a, like a professional commercial take on the first try. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm listening to him say it and I'm not even thinking about the food. I'm thinking, damn, dude is smooth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, why can't I be that fucking smooth? But Sorry, maybe, Aiden. but maybe there is some, um, cut you know stuff left on the cutting room floor that's a will shatner sabotage situation going on <laughs> him trying to yeah, pronounce quinoa 45 times right and then them just he may, going he may have a jeremy that that helps him out right. <laughs> yeah yeah there maybe there's a universe where alec baldwin is constantly bumbling and stumbling through his podcast <laughs> i like I to think of that it. world <laughs> Uh, let's see what else on uh, Monday they they introduced the swag and the swag this year um, they, there's the usual uh, coffee mug that you get in any public radio drive which mm -hmm. is there's a reason it's it's part of every public radio drive because most people want a mug right. <laughs> that's what I got I'm on team mug but the other 
the other things are plush dolls with the likeness, the cartoon likeness of Luke and Andrew on them. And they've created a stir. Are you getting the dolls? I am. Are you? No, no. Like I said, I'm on team mug. I just, I, I have like the Frisbee and the playing cards and all that stuff. And, and I don't know what to do with them. I'm going I'm to give you my playing cards if I can dig them out. Um, but, uh, but I, I end up getting that stuff and I don't know what to do, but a uh, coffee mug, of course, vodka. I know? feel more that I, and I wish that someone had said this in one of their, the voicemail pitches is that with the, with the, um, the stuff I like to have the full collector series. That's why I was really upset about not getting anything last year. I have as many of the shirts that I was able, you know, there's two before I started mm-hmm. listening. So I, I couldn't get those, but I like to have all of it. So I want mm-hmm. to have those. Plus, I just like the idea of maybe taking them places and, and taking pictures of them and kind of, you know, that flat Stanley. That was a thing yeah. that was going around. I want a flat mm-hmm. Stanley Andrew all over. Well, you live in Seattle, so you should definitely take the Luke one to like Johnson Plumbing and <clears throat> any Azteca yes. location and good you know, idea. The Luke reality tour. And and if bonus if I get free nachos. <laughs> right. Good luck with that. Right. <laughs> um was it Monday when they actually talked about the ball pit? Oh, I think that was on Tuesday. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Well, the the dolls are not machine washable, so you know, let's be careful out there. You know, pose mm-hmm. them, do whatever, do whatever you want, do whatever but don't you, want. you know, just don't soil them. You know, it's permanent. <laughs> whatever you put on that away. doll is permanent. Yeah, I mean, regardless <laughs> of the picture that I sent, keep your dogs away. <laughs> The um, they talked about the FAA is now going to allow you to have your devices on on the plane. This has been like the mm-hmm. biggest no shit thing for <laughs> <laughs> as long as people have had electronic devices in their hands. Um, how many millions of uncomfortable conversations have happened between the time that someone brought an electronic device onto a plane and now that didn't have to happen? It's mind-boggling to me. Well, I think of it more as an iPod is not going to take down the plane. A Kindle's not going to take down a plane, okay? <laughs> yeah, what kind of a what kind of an organization are you running if if I can if I can check my email and the plane's fl- crashing out of the sky? I don't want to be on anything that can be taken down by an iPod. <laughs> I just don't. Um so I'm there on one hand i'm glad that that is what another another hand i guess is that i think that the reason why that they should be shut off is that the you need to you need to pay attention to the beginning you need to know mm. where are you going to go in case of landing where's where where's the flotation device where mm. where are the exits they and should so maybe, just they should just say okay here's what's going to happen plane's going to start to go down and these things are going to drop and you're all going to start screaming and then we're going to crash and nobody will remember anything because we all died. That should be the And then it's going to be a lost situation and who gets to be Jack? Like, well, let's, let's just divvy up the parties now of who's going to do what on the island and who's going to eat who. Yeah. yeah. 
but I just think that it's kind of a more of a respect thing. Like, okay, this is happening. We're starting. Okay, now turn it on. It's fine. Yeah. Um, the known traveler number. Do you have one of those? Oh yes, Mike, I do. And uh, here's a funny. So my former boss that passed away, he traveled all the time, six months out of the year at least, and he wanted to get this, but he didn't want to go into, cause you have to do an interview. You have to do an application. You have to um, go to the airport and be fingerprinted and everything. So he didn't want to do that unknown. So every, I had to get it. He paid for me to get it as well so that I could walk him through the process. So I, I have okay. it. Yeah. The, the, the interesting part is at SeaTac airport, it's only one gate and not very oh. many airlines fly out of that gate. So it's usually faster just to go through the other ones. Secondly, what gate? uh it's it's the one so they have that one that's off to the you you come in, you go to the right and there's um I think it's C gates. Oh gosh, I'm I'm murdering this. I can get back to you after I'm at the airport tomorrow. But it's a little <laughs> less and so by the time you walk to that gate and then go uh -huh. through, you have to like double back to go to where most oh. of the airlines fly out of. So it, it doesn't actually save you that much time unless there's a huge line. Well, Emily got her number recently and, and uh, yeah, all the gates here in Austin, she just breezes right through there. I wonder if they've moved it because the last time I flew, it was only... It was only the one. And when I showed them, they said, uh, you might as well just stay here because we'll get through <laughs> right. here in five minutes. Right. Um, Take your clothes you know, off. The other thing that's, that's annoying about it is that unless you're like Emily and you're traveling constantly for business and you're alone, then it's not worth it. So I'm going to race through security and not have to strip down and not have to take my shoes off and not show you my liquids in little tiny jars. But mm -hmm. I'm going to get through and then Jeremy's just going to take the standard 20 to 30 minutes. I'm just going to be standing on the other side of security waiting. Yeah. So what's the point? Yeah. You can, get, you can just go on ahead and get a $19 panini. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but when I was traveling for work a little bit, it was pretty nice just to yeah. breeze through there. Yeah. She's she's loving it. Um, it, it is a time saver and it, it kind of – it's a peace of mind thing too. You know you can just get through there. So. Yeah, because you don't have to take your laptop out. Like there's so many. Also, what really annoys me, and this this cuts this out, is that I get so annoyed with people because there's signs everywhere that tell you how to work the airport. There's a sign that says what you can have, <laughs> what you can't have, how it needs to be presented. This is common knowledge, people. And we get there and there's always going to be the person that has a two liter bottle of water <laughs> and wondering why they can't right. take that through. Or, yeah. wait, I have to take my laptop out of the bag? Yes. Says the three signs that you just passed by. And, oh, you want me to take my coat off and my shoes? Yes. Because you not only are they announcing it over the loudspeaker again and again and again, you see the signs and you live in the world. So I, well, I just stand behind those people and say, are we Are you really asking this? So I just TSA pre-check. I just pull my caftan off and put it through the x-ray machine and just <laughs> stroll right through. Nobody ever gives me a problem. In fact, they sometimes they hurry me along. <laughs> the, so the pre-check is pretty smart people, uh, pretty intelligent people that have are traveling frequently so they they get it i mean if you want to see how many idiots there are just look in the garbage 
at the at the pre <laughs> at the oh at the screening. Oh, I have a story about that. the The company I used to work for was based out of Louisville, and I lived in Redmond. And I would go to Louisville probably once a month. And when you leave Louisville, you're coming out of the airport, and I guess. Uh, I mean, the, the, one of the big things to do there for tourists is go to Louisville Slugger factory and you get these, uh, either full size bat or a mini bat and they engrave your name into it. And you can't take those on the plane. So there's a giant barrel that by eight in the morning is full of those little personalized <laughs> bats. It's, I'm sure they're not telling you that at the factory. No. You know? No. They're not, you can't take this there, but they're like, no, don't worry about it. Here, you know, 30 bucks. Yeah. Oh, man. They're taking your money and then that thing's going right in the trash when you get there. Yeah. <laughs> I, but I would, I would love to meet the, the guy who's badass enough to take over a flight with a, with a personalized mini bat. Yes. That's a, that's one tough guy right there. I'm going to pound you about 4,000 times with this to death, sir, unless you take this plane where I want it. <laughs> um, the the last thing I want to talk about on Monday was the uh, parachute murder story. I think mm-hmm. that was the top story. And I think um, – I, I know Luke loves stuff like this because he's a big forensic files, just like just like Emily, big f- forensic files fan. Mm-hmm. And and I, they're both heart sick right now because they've both watched all – every forensic file that's ever been produced. And it's like – it's a waiting game and now they're uh, they're both experimenting with different shows and it's just not as satisfying but this is the kind of story that they love to do on forensic files the the late, the the man packed the woman's parachute his wife's parachute no one should be able to pack their wife's parachute for one thing yeah <laughs> wife or husband parachute packing no yeah no <laughs> but um don't they check those have you ever have you ever gone skydiving no 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 Shouldn't, no. but don't you think that some the there should yes. be a second person always is, to look in there? Unless her husband, unless this guy is a licensed parachute packer, which I don't even think is a thing, then he has no reason to even be touching right the equipment. <laughs> like, like, um, oh well, let me let me have a look in there. Oh, you don't need to look in there. No, let me have a look in there, and then you open it up, and like some confetti comes out or something. <laughs> well. Jeremy and I are supposed to scuba dive together, and even that, I'm like, uh, maybe I I deal with the tanks. I don't know what I'm doing, but maybe maybe I do the last check on this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. If um, you know, like if Emily all of a sudden takes up rock climbing, I would be <laughs> dubious. You know, hey, come out to this really jagged high place with me and yeah. take well, up my new hobby. Make I'm sure right she, behind you, dude. Yeah, make sure she ups her life insurance before. Damn. Um, the story, it, it brought to mind um, when Emily and I had first gotten together, we were together for a few months and we went to um, to visit her parents for Thanksgiving in Baton Rouge. Um, so I... I flew down here to Austin and then uh, we drove over there and we were staying in a hotel and uh, Emily at the time at her house in Austin did not have cable TV. She um, she just didn't have it. She didn't want to pay for it. So she didn't have it, but she loves TV. Mm-hmm. So we get to the hotel and she starts watching MSNBC and all these old um, uh, 
uh, what sort Dateline shows, just Dateline after Dateline, and the, uh, some of the other you know true crime shows they have. And it's like four in the morning, and I wake up, and and the lights are still on, and the TV is still on, and it's still um still like one of those murder Dateline things, and Emily's looking right at me, and and I and I'm like, what's going on? Why are you still awake? And and she says, um. I'm really sorry about this, but I'm going to have to kill you. <laughs> and I, I said, why? And she goes, because if I don't, you're going to kill me first. Oh, yeah. Smart. She had watched so much of that shit that she was convinced that every person who was engaged or married or boyfriend, girlfriend was eventually going to kill their spouse. And, and she was making a plan in her head to strike first. Yeah, that's smart. I talked her down, though. I talked her down. Good. I like it. Um, I don't remember how it came up, but Luke was talking about how he had been humbled. Uh, and the, the, that, that word has bothered me for a while. It's like people that are winning awards always talk about how humbled they are. No, it's the opposite of humbled. You're being celebrated. It's okay. You don't have to talk about this, how an award humbles you. It celebrates you. What humbles you is going to prison. What humbles you is someone saying horrible things about you that humbles you. So that's got to stop. But I don't even know how they came up with a phrase, but Luke said that Humbletown is next to Embarrassmentville, and I, I kind of agree <laughs> with that. Oh, wasn't it about people donating? Oh, he right, feels right. Humbled he was by that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, Which I get. And yeah, I agree. It's, it's it, What you really kind of mean is you're kind of um, – Embarrassed about it? You're like, oh, really? Is it this that important? People are donating? Uh, um, but while, while we're on the road from Humbletown to Embarrassmentville, let's, if, if it's, if it's warranted, keep on driving down to Shameburg. Um, we need more shame in society. People need to be a little more ashamed. Um, and then Jeremy, you can play, play the disclaimer here. <laughs> People are a little too proud of themselves. So. Shameburg is where I'm going to reside, and I hope you come visit me. It's a great place to visit, Shameburg. Okay. Tuesday, 1858, Pro Pig Platform. Um, I did not really enjoy the first 15, 20 minutes when they were playing all the Will Smith family music. Okay. <laughs> Maybe it's because I'm over 33 and I'm not open to new terrible music. And but, you hate uh, music. I wasn't, I wasn't feeling it. Do you have any of those songs in your iPod? Oh, no. No, no, no. Okay, okay. So you're not you're not you're not defending it. No. Mm-mm. All right. So, so Tuesday also um, pro pig platform. Obviously, this is when the pig, the idea of a, a, a mini, what do they call them, baby pot belly pig or something? I think so. Mini. What, have have uh, you ever known someone that invested in a pig, and how did that work out? I do. Um, my friend in high school, she had a pig. And it, and you know, it was back before they were popular. You know, now they're getting resurgent. Um, they're very cute when they're little, and they're definitely livestock. Um, so it was cute. It was a little gross that it would eat pork. Um, mm. but <laughs> goodness, it's very. It's like a dog, but less cuddly. I guess you can teach it to do pretty much anything. How big did it get? Probably as big as a shorter, but probably weighted 
as much as probably a golden retriever. Oh goodness, does she still have it? No, it died. It it, it lived a long time though, fifteen years maybe. So 15, you years? you would come in as on the pro pig platform then. I think they should not get one in an apartment because while it looks cute in all the pictures, it's not okay for an apartment. It needs to have what, a yard. What? It needs to have. Oh, okay. It, it needs to be. I mean, just walking it is not. It's not okay. I mean, there's some dogs like that, right? Where they're fine in an apartment yeah. and yeah. they don't need to run and they don't need that space. But there's other dogs that yeah. would just get thoroughly depressed and. Yeah, you get a boxer or something that's just a ball of energy yeah. or a Springer it, Spaniel or something. You put it in an apartment, them. it's miserable. Right. Yeah. And that's what the pig would be like. Yeah. And boy, I I don't know the dynamic of, of their relationship, but him saying no, mm, that's uh, at least at least where my relationship with Emily is. I don't like to just say no because that kind of sets her sometimes. So Okay. I don't know. He he needs to tread lightly on this one. Just I I would say humor her, but don't you know? Don't encourage her. Okay. And maybe it'll pass. That's that's my advice for the clam. Um, he, he told a story on Tuesday about his buddy. He told a story about this guy before who embarrasses himself. Anything Patriots related? Oh right. Mm-hmm. And. And uh, I guess this guy was, you know, um, going after the NFL, and you know why? Why are they worried about the footballs when this guy is out there beating up his girlfriend or whatever? <clears throat> I mean, and it's all very obvious. I mean, these these Patriots fans are kind of embarrassing themselves. Not every Patriots fan, but these people that are just, you know, like out of their mind, angry about the suspension and all that. What what would be so funny to me? Is at this point, if Brady would just would just confess, and then how embarrassing would that be for, for mm-hmm. these people? So, There's no way this is true, and people call each other deflator all the time. It's a normal thing mm-hmm. here in New England. <laughs> what the fuck? You know, uh, I, I would for for that alone. I want and and I would worship Brady till the end of time if he just confessed to it right now. He, he would have a new fan in old clip club. If he confessed right now, just because I would love to see a whole fan base humiliated like that. Yeah, I agree. Christy, do you have any? Did you have anything else for Tuesday before we get into our Game of Thrones recap? Uh, well, my favorite part of the week was um, Susie Burbank. Um, mm-hmm. Luke called her because she's a she's great, a great character um, for the show, and to ask her about fundraisers in which then she pooped all over them and said she hates when <laughs> her favorite radio shows do fundraisers and yeah. hates when PBS does them, hates when her Christian mm-hmm. radio just kept talking about how much she hates them. And that was It may not be a good a good week to have a a, a guest on whose main personality characteristic is that they're cheap. <laughs> right. right. Someone so, who's never who's never picked up the phone, you know to make a donation anywhere. Maybe that's not the right person to pitch. Right. I loved her tales of the cheap. Um, mm-hmm. Just everything about Susie. I just love her. Mm-hmm. So now we can move right. on to our segment, Jones and Fur Thrones in, which is a recap of the song of ice and spoilers. Yes. You got it. You, you remembered it all. Cool. Yeah. Uh, Game of Thrones 
this week, <laughs> and I I didn't I didn't know the character the cartoon character either until I looked it up. And Luke was talking about how uh, Danger Mouse was asking for mercy from mm-hmm. uh, from the Mother of Dragons, and I looked it up, and boy, that guy does look like Danger Mouse. Have you looked up? Have you looked this up? Well, I thought the whole time is that he messed up, and he met. Um, Dead Mouse. Oh, right, 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 right. Because or Dead Mouse Five, as as us olds like. To right, because I know who it. Danger Mouse is, but then he said some. Then he alluded to him being a DJ, like a, a electronic DJ. So uh, I'm so confused right. as to what he actually, who he actually meant. Oh, he he meant Danger Mouse. After I looked okay. up Danger Mouse, there's no doubt because okay. Danger Mouse has a. Uh, <laughs> he has this sort of hippie, like rich hippie look to him. Okay. Um, yeah. That was very, very apt. Uh, the Mother of Dragons, Khaleesi, she unleashed the power of the dragon intentionally for the first mm-hmm. time. Um, it seemed like those dragons were, took a long time to eat eat a guy who was pretty well roasted. I don't know. They were ripping on it for what I thought was too long a time. But, but that... They, they're trying to show off their special effects. I get that. Mm-hmm. What did you? Are you a fan of like the dragons are polarizing? Are you a fan of the dragons or do you hate the dragons? I like the dragons. I do like the dragons. I like the idea of the dragons. When I see the dragons, I'm less thrilled about it because it takes me out of the show. Because, um, you know, it's just it's special effectsy. But I think I think we need the dragons to, to move the plot. I'm I'm sort of on the fence on the dragon fence. Um. The uh, the quote that I wrote down, the we're now up uh, up on the wall, and uh, Jon Snow is talking to the elder. Um, what's that guy's title? Like um, the official elder of Sausage Fest Town or Sausage Town? <laughs> um, you know, Mike. I don't know what I've decided is this new way that I'm going about Game of Thrones is that I don't pay attention and i let them the song of ice and spoilers is my first (laughs) view into the show (laughs) okay so if they don't if they mess up the characters names i go along with it sure sure (laughs) well i know i know a few of the characters name but um the this this old this old guy says to Jon snow you will find little joy in your command and boy you know what a fucking revelation you know you're 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 mayor or whatever of this place where no one gets to have sex with anyone mm-hmm. and everyone wants to kill you. That's yeah, terrible. No joy. Yeah, no shit, right. buddy. And if you do even like get a weird girlfriend, they make fun of you. <laughs> well, of this, course they're going like to make the fun of you. They're secretly jealous. To, yeah, it's the worst place to ever live. Yeah. Ever. And, and, so they're having all these meetings up there. They're trying to figure out, you know. Uh, how to get the wildlings behind the war effort when they all been murdering e- each other for so long. And Stannis is up there. Um, and Stannis, I think, I think he made a lot of women happy and a lot of grammar nerds happy when he said fewer. When, uh, someone yelled, someone in the crowd yelled out, less enemies for us. And he goes, fewer. Okay. Uh, I do have a comment about that. Um, sure. We all know that Stannis is a big douche, right? He's not a very liked character. He's terrible. So is that what they're saying? 
Is that what the directors are saying? I, is like, I think everyone has I this think, guy in their office. Everyone knows this guy. He's going to murder your family oh. and correct your grammar. <laughs> so you didn't like it. You didn't care for it. Um, well, I, I heard, I, I thought it was funny, but I'm just saying that someone's trying to make a statement here. Well, I liked it because I'm one of those people. You're who, a nerd. Yeah. If, if, when I'm standing in line at the supermarket and I see 15 items or less, I want to get up there and scratch it out and write in fewer. <laughs> so Stannis struck a blow. For us, we found out recently that he almost loves his daughter, and he's a grammar nerd. So, we love Stannis at this point. You guys can um, have him on your team. Let's just say that. Thanks. <laughs> he's your new the, mascot. Can I ask you if you saw the Mummy at uh, twenty fifty one of the uh, Game of Thrones this week? No. He appeared. The wait, Folks, the actual Mummy? No. Like Isaac the Mummy. No, but, but very much a mummy lookalike. Oh. At twenty fifty one, you never go watch it. I never knew if maybe there's a new character where there's a mummy town, a mummy island, or something. <laughs> so no, you mean there's a character that looks like the mummy? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's I think he's in some henchman like role. I think he might have had a couple lines, but it's definitely okay. definitely looks like the mummy. And who knows? That guy's so weird. He probably is. It probably is him. But uh, the the bug eyed uh, Bolton kid um, that uh, that's keeping Reek as his yeah. manservant, that kid seems nice, huh? <laughs> nice guy. He's a gem. He he he. Uh, yeah, he's a winner. He's quite a nice gent. Yeah, he'll make a good husband. <laughs> um, he made Reek apologize, and I guess the apology was warranted. I mean, Reek did some terrible things. But uh, it just seems like his whole life has been an apology for the last couple of years. Let's let's let Reek, you know, just pour the wine and go sit down somewhere. Can we? You know, I yeah. don't know. How much can we ask him? Is he going to bust out? What's going to happen, do you think? What's your guess? I have no idea. But I also was hoping that the surprise was the dire wolf. And I'm sure she also was. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. She, the dire what a wolf. Disappointing. Though, I mean, talk Talking about uh, pot-bellied pigs, I mean, you take home a dire wolf and it's like three pounds and it sits in your lap and it's so cute. And then fast forward three years, that's worse than any pig. You got some flesh-rending, vicious animal in your house. Still I bet so cute. A lot of people that get dire wolves at Christmas end up taking them back. Right. Um, what else on uh, Game of Thrones? Let's see. Oh, the what struck me about uh, Bug-Eye Bolton's dad who married the big girl is uh oh, okay she or um he the dad makes him look makes makes sorry the kid makes the dad look sane because the dad is you know he's he's seems patient and he's he's kind of quiet and then he makes a speech where he talks about how he conceived uh the kid his first son and so yeah you know I raped this girl and then you know, later on had her killed and all that. I'm like, oh, okay. You're just a quiet effing psychopath. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. For a minute, I was going to start to root for you because you could control this little dummy. But no, not only are you not going to control him, you're going to make his behavior worse. Um, so I'm, I'm out on that whole family. I'm not, I'm not digging it. 
So yeah. I don't know. But Sansa's going to get out of there, right? Hopefully. Yeah. Well, I hope so. Um, oh, the the last thing is I did that uh, that name thing oh, where yes. mm-hmm. you put in your name, um, you know, my name's Mike. I was born in 1965. What would my name be if I were born today? And it didn't come up Luke. It didn't come up Andrew or Javier. It came up Reek. So No, it did not. I swear. I need a screenshot if that's true. Yep. Reek. So I think I'm going to go by there that. There are some weird ones. There are some really weird ones. And so I I can't tell if you're telling the truth or not. <laughs> I'm being no, completely no. serious right now. Because you know no. what mine is? What? Paisley. That's not a name. Paisley? Yeah. Huh. Hmm. That's interesting. That's like, uh, to me, Paisley is as much of a name as plaid. Exactly. Polka dot. <laughs> It's a design. Yeah. Right. All right, Paisley. <laughs> Reek's gonna Reek's gonna move on. So you saying that your name was your that your name would be Reek, I can't tell if that's true or not. <laughs> <laughs> no, sadly no. Not not Reek. I, okay. I, I haven't done the thing, but since my name was Mike and I was born in nineteen sixty five, I'm sure I'm like Braden Jaden or whatever the most popular Name is right well, now. It would be very uninteresting to be Mike we, and to to put your name into that thing. Well, that's another funny thing is when I put Christy, I get Paisley, but when I put Christina, I get Sophia. Ooh, sexy. I guess because it was Christina was the twelfth most popular name. Sophia is a name that never goes out of style. It never really comes into style, but it doesn't go out of style. You can name someone Sophia 50 years ago, 20 years ago, now. It's fine. I think that's a good way to go. If anyone out there, if you're going to have an LRB baby, you're listening to this show right now, and it's getting sexy, Sophia, that's the name of your kid, I declare. Okay, Mike, I'm doing it for you right now. Are you Michael? (laughs) Yeah. Bryson. Bryson? Bryson. poison. (laughs) Bryson. Bryson. Or Mike? Your name would be Connor. Ugh. So that's interesting. God, that I thought Mike was a bad name. Mike is more popular than Michael. Interesting. Really? Because this is all pulled from the social security data. So this would be people's actual full names. Mm-hmm. So they're oh, yeah. saying that there's more Mikes in the world than there were Michaels. Hmm. It's interesting. I don't believe that. Can't lie. It's Time Magazine. I don't believe that. I- I mean, this is a yeah. this is a forum on TimeMagazine dot com, so I believe it. Well, I believe I believe people are. <laughs> eh, eh. Just kidding. Okay. I'll believe you. Wednesday, eighteen fifty nine, fireball in the burbs. <laughs> they they did their they did their attempt at a morning zoo. Um, the Houston, we have a boner that needs to stay. That's <laughs> yeah. that's my my favorite new drop. Um. And what what I found very ironic was that Andrew Walsh was playing snoring noises when I think Luke should have control of that sound effect for when Andrew launches into some of his some of his shoe tying and hot dog stories. <clears throat> Andrew should not be at the helm of the snoring noise. Um, there were some Kai activists. I guess it's a thing because I saw it the next day on mm-hmm. on mynorthwesteros dot com. There. There's some Kai activists out in 
Port Townsend trying to stop. What is, what kind of ship is it? Are you following this story? Is it like it's a a deep a, sea oil oil rig? They're digging for oil. It, they're they're drilling for oil right out right out there in the bay or I think so. I mean, we can attach a picture. Jeremy just showed me a picture of all the Kai activists. Mm-hmm. Um, Mike, um, can we go back to something for a second? I misspelled sure. your name. Um, so, <laughs> uh, actually, Michael was the first most popular name. So your name would be yeah. Noah. But let's go back to the fact that the 115th most popular name was a misspelling of Michael. <laughs> oh, my. So I find I find Sorry. Noah very interesting because it, Noah's popular today. Uh, I don't know I don't know if you know this, Christy, but we've had over twenty inches of rain in Austin already this year, far surpassing Seattle and Portland. So the fact that I've come to Austin and I'm amassing animals in this house <laughs> and my name is now Noah, I'm getting worried. I'm not very handy. I don't know if I can pull this pull this whole thing together can i fold up the hardwood floor somehow and around me and get out of here i mean you're already used to uh using a bucket as a as a restroom while your bathroom was getting remodeled so yeah Mm -hmm. you you have that down pat so i think that our morning zoos names have to be noah and paisley no one paisley in the morning that sounds like the 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 most uh, like um tame Morning duo that you've ever yeah, heard. Yeah, we need someone hey, else called uh, like D Bag. It's Public Radio. <laughs> thanks, thanks for thanks for uh, calling uh, Texas Public Radio. This is Noah Paisley. Uh, who do we have on the line? <laughs> <laughs> We're not playing fart noises on the Noah Paisley no. show. No, but um, um, Andrew's let's... morning zoo soundboard was my favorite part. Yeah, it was pretty good. It, it was, was pretty good. And as Luke called it, the greatest or worst 11 seconds in in radio history. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see what else we got. Uh the oh, performance reviews. Um they was Wednesday was the day that they uh they called Steve Nelson, right? Yes. And Luke, I mean right off the bat, Steve Nelson um Asked Luke about uh, taking a day off on Monday and not <laughs> telling anyone. That uh, Luke took it really well and he took it in stride, but I, I think that was a serious conversation. What, didn't you take it as serious? Yeah, it felt really awkward. I, I, yeah. It was almost so awkward that I felt like I needed to turn it off. I mean, it <laughs> did get worse when he said, uh, when Luke mentioned that he was going to wait, wait, don't tell me. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to need an email about that. To me, it, it's kind of like if you decided that you were you had something else to do on Monday, and you just sent someone else in to your job. Like, what would the reaction of your boss be? Like, what is this? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Phyllis is lovely, and she did a great job, and I'm sure it would have been approved immediately. But uh, yeah, Luke, let's not uh, probably let's need not, to tell uh, your screw boss. up our our relationship with the boss. Right? You know what I mean. <laughs> I would be sucking up to Steve Nelson so hard. I would tell him, I love all those tweets you do about your workouts. Mm-hmm. And I love seeing every song that you're listening to yeah, online. You're, Thank you're you, an boss. inspiration. You've made me get a Fitbit. <laughs> right. I have a Fitbit and I'm, and I'm listening to indie music again. Uh, gosh, Steve. 
And you're handsome. What what don't you have going on, <laughs> Mr. Nelson? That's how I would treat Steve Nelson. Let's just get that straight. Um, I didn't have a whole lot else on, on Wednesday. I, I did think it was kind of funny that Andrew said he was offended by Adam Sandler's song on network television. You know, because, I mean, he was talking about how his mom masturbates to David Letterman right. or whatever. But this is network television. Uh, at like 11 o'clock at night, right? Yeah. Let's not, let's save our our uh, being offended for something that is actually offensive. I thought the song was kind of fun. It was kind of funny. Yeah. You know, I think you can, I think you can enjoy Adam Sandler a la carte, you know, like you can check out of the last 15 years of his movie career, but enjoy some of the things he used to do or when he makes an appearance. He's a funny guy. He's just in the business of making a big business of making shitty movies. Mm-hmm. I would make shitty movie after shitty movie For if I were making money? money like him. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. And I would have a kick. Here's what I would do, Christy. I would say, here's my Kickstarter. Um, I need $20 million. I'm going to make, I'm going to make a movie for $20 million, but if you all go on Kickstarter and raise $20 million to stop me, I'll stop and I'll take a year off. Oh, yeah. And I think you could just make money for doing nothing that way. Because I think there would be enough people would say, yeah, we don't need another one of these movies in the world. Everyone would kick in 10 bucks, and he could just go sit on a beach. Right. And not just that, but and every one of his friends he's ever met get to be in these movies too. <laughs> and I mean, it's a joke, yeah. but I mean, I think he has openly admitted that he basically – picks a destination of places he wants to go in mm-hmm. the world for three months and mm-hmm. then makes a movie around that destination. And that's pretty yeah. apparent. And if you can make as much money as he does and have a three-month vacation paid for with all of your friends, <laughs> I do not fault him at all. Yeah, God God bless. Nobody's yeah. making me go to the movie. So right. you know, it doesn't bother me that much. But I think I would kick in 10 bucks just, just to see if we could just stop him for a while. <laughs> Um, do you have anything else for Wednesday, Christy? Um, the Was it an email or was it a voicemail? Um, Ted, a listener Ted, called in and my favorite line was, TBTL is two guys, two guys one beard, and not much else. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Exactly. <laughs> but now no beard. Right. I love it so much. We saw Andrew, we saw Andrew with no beard yes. when we recorded. We, for we uh, the show that took, came out two days ago. We maybe took screenshots for <laughs> for a donation of double what you paid to TBTL. We will release those. <laughs> $20 yeah. million, dollars, I'll go to the beach and release those. Yeah, it, it was a lot of face, but he's very handsome. Yes. He's not as handsome as Jeremy. Jeremy is a devastatingly handsome man. <laughs> but Andrew gives him sort of a run for his money. I think. So Thursday, 1860, from a bathroom on a hill, Luke is in the bathroom at, uh, at a Chicago hotel. Um, I think it was it was before Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, because we're going to talk about Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me on the Friday recap. Mm-hmm. And of course, anybody who's ever gotten an email from Luke was feeling a little icky uh, because he was saying he does all of his email business <laughs> on the see. toilet. Right. Which because, everybody can admit that they do that, but they don't talk about it. 
Right, right, right. I mean, yeah, I don't think everybody does it, but those that do it don't talk about it. But he did make a good point that uh, it is sort of frowned upon to carry your laptop into the bathroom. So. <laughs> I love that part. So, so yeah, to, good on him for not doing that. Because who knows what you're doing with that laptop in the bathroom. There could be, a, there's a lot of activities that could be going on. That kind True. of deal. They, uh, Luke, this was great. This was so great. This really put... This put a nail in the dream catcher coffin. Luke brought up a dream that he had about meeting Kanye West. Mm-hmm. It was boring. And they both realized it was boring. And it just seemed like um, like we'd been waiting for a while for them to revisit Dreamcatcher. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least I've been dreading it. And they did. And it was a dud. And I think it's done. What do you think? I don't know. I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to get my hopes up. <laughs> It felt like a death spasm to me. Well, what I wanted to do um, is having a write-in for the the TBT telethon that said, I'm giving $50 a month to never have to hear the Dreamcatcher segment and and see if that could could have caught any fire under it. And then then those of people that like that segment could have tried to outdo me, you know? Well, I'm going to do $55 a month to hear it. We could have seen... You know, vote with your pocketbook type thing. Yeah, I think uh, everyone's just writing nonsense in their reasons for it. <laughs> I wrote, is it too early to get a fish sandwich? And then people were writing even crazier things. So I don't think they're going to get a lot of the feedback that they're hoping <laughs> for an infinite guest. Because uh, everyone's getting their shot. Yeah, everyone feels like this is their chance. This at is comedy. their chance. Someone's going to actually read this. <laughs> right. <laughs> I will be the 10 right. of the year instead of the week. Right, right. It'll be comment of the year. Uh, the the most interesting thing about Thursday was the Barnaby Joyce story, this Australian. Um, he was the, <laughs> he's the minister of something, of dogs. Magic? <laughs> Ministry of magic? No. He, you never he, know. Uh, he's... He's in the cabinet in Australia, and he's upset that Johnny Depp brought his dogs in on a private jet to shoot uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, whatever it is that they're doing now. And what was odd to me was this guy, he wants to chase Johnny Depp's dogs out of the country, and he seems like he's kind of upset at Johnny Depp, yet I've never heard anyone so up on Johnny Depp's career and his, and his dog's name. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, he knew how many times Johnny Depp had been sexiest man alive. Right. He, he was like listing some of his movie credits. I'm like, either you did some research or you're just a huge Don, Johnny right. Depp fan. In which case, why don't you give Where him a pass on- to kill his dogs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's give the dude a pass. It, it seemed to me like one of those guys, um, like uh, one of those preachers who was like mm-hmm. big anti- homosexual mm-hmm. and then you find out later you know right he's totally homosexual it's like i hate johnny depp i hate his dogs i hate everything about him i know everything about him mm-hmm. uh, yeah secretly aren't you really in love with johnny depp barnaby um, seems like if i didn't see the press conference i just heard heard what they played but if he would have dropped the mic at the end of that i would not have been surprised mm-hmm. because it, yeah, it was yeah, such it was- a great press conference why don't we get to have fun press conferences like these, like other countries uh, get? Yeah, yeah it, it seems like the political process in the other, um, in in the 
in Great Britain and in Australia is much more of a uh, a circus. Like ours, everyone tries to stop everyone from doing everything. You mm-hmm. know, like everyone's. It seems like every politician's goal once they're elected is to stop the other guy from getting his way. But there, they just let fly. You know, they just say whatever they think, whatever, and and it makes it way more interesting for sure. I mean, I I. I didn't. I wasn't in favor of um, the "quote unquote" war on terrier, <laughs> but I did. I did enjoy the the spectacle of it. That part was good. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Uh, do you have anything else for Thursday, or should we move along? Uh, nope. I'm good. Oh wait, no. I love the new segment. Finish that thought where they come back because they often go on tangents, and yeah. even I was excited. Because I there's a local radio show here um, on the 1061 The End that does this War of the Roses. And every time I've heard it, first of all, I feel super depressed. And secondly, I think this isn't real. And so I'm glad that he um, he was about to talk about how that it really isn't real. And then they changed the, the subject. So they started the new segment, um, finished that thought, and they, they go back and discuss things that they got off track. And I, I like that idea. I don't. Uh, that that War of the Roses thing, what I don't understand is if it's fake, how is it interesting? Because people like drama. The But the only interesting thing about that premise is if it were real and like st- something was on the line. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Well, because people don't know it, that it's not real. Oh, right. So that's why they were talking about Phil Hendry because – Half the audience, at least, doesn't they? They're duped. I, they think this I mean, is a real thing going on. Yeah, I, I basically thought that it was real. Well, I don't know. I would go back and forth, but either way, when I've accidentally listened to it, which usually means my podcast ends and it clicks to radio, and I, it's always the same time, and it, and I hear it, it always makes me really depressed and sad for the state of the world. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's like my thing with the horror movie. You know, it's mm-hmm. either a terrible movie or now I'm scared. So, th- with that segment, either <laughs> either you figure it out and it's lame acting, or you're depressed because <laughs> these people just broke up over some bullshit. Right. Well, and I think that just their their um, talk about morning zoo is. I think that those morning drive time shows. Um, kind of pull in a certain clientele, a typical listener, and they usually believe that stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You're tiptoeing around it, but (laughs) you're talking about some dummies. (laughs) Right. (laughs) All right. uh, Friday, 1861, never pause for laughter. Um, The most interesting part of this show was was sort of right off the bat, and that was Luke... um, Talking about his appearance on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me and how Peter Sagal salted his Bluff the Listener game. Yes. And because the, 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 the listener was about to choose his BS story, which is, was a Yakov Smirnoff story, and Sagal moved it over to someone else's story, and Luke ended up losing by a point. It's the first time in a long time that he's complained about the scoring. It's happened mm-hmm. before. I think like three or four years ago, he was a little upset about something. And this is the first time that he not only was upset about it, uh, but he talked about the specifics of it and he talked about him before it aired. 
um, playing pretty fast and loose this mm-hmm. week with the with the going on va- not vacation, but taking off on Monday mm-hmm. and not telling Steve Nelson, and now and now doing some uh, doing some reveals on wait wait. I don't yes. know. Just seemed like like Burbs was back to the old Burbs this week. Mm-hmm. Um, what else do they talk about? They talked about the U uh, two mishaps. Now mm-hmm. the edge fell off the stage. Do you know if he's okay? I, I haven't been following this story. I Is he going to be all right? Um, Every time I hear news stories about U two, I say, "Oh, they're still touring. They're all still alive." <laughs> right. Right. And then I forget about it again. It is sort of eerie how this both these things have happened like in the last six months. Yeah, they're it just makes me apart. like if you were Larry, you got to be looking up for a safe dropping out of the sky or something like that. Yeah, you know, it's time. It's it's time for the old folks home. No more touring the world and doing all this crazy riding bikes through Central Park. Like let's just be done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get just be one of those old rock stars that just rents out the top floor of a hotel and. You know, has someone deliver drugs to you and that's it. Yeah. You did a nice job. You made a lot of money. No more new music. Thanks. Yes. Appreciate it. Uh, Andrew talked about the tater tot avail- availability in LA and this is the part of the show where I start to get hungry again. Yes. Um, I'm going to be in Seattle soon. Um, taco time. Oh, yes. Get ready. I'm coming for you. I'm, I got to have me some Mexi fries, dude. It's going to be a uh, little taco time, uh, some dicks, maybe some Kid Valley burger. Uh, we'll see. Oh, okay, but, so uh, you'd you'd have a Kid Valley over a Burger Master. Yes, yes. Okay. I would. I would. I, I grew up meat, uh, so very near really... a Kid Valley in Bellevue okay. and uh, yep. so that's my that's my thing. I do you know we live less than half a mile from a taco time. Well, there you go. I mean, I'm <laughs> obviously going to visit you at some point, right. but uh, I'm I'm sorry I'm going to be a little bit late. <laughs> uh, speaking of Kid Valley, Kid Valley are—they're the purveyors of the garlic fries in yes. Safeco, still, right? Yes, they are. <laughs> are you uh, give give me your stance on on garlic fries? Well, as Andrew called them, uh, no, I guess it was Luke—a big box of farts, which is very true. Um, my dad thinks that there should there should be a smoking section. And a garlic fry section at, mm-hmm. at Safeco Fields because they are very smelly. Um, the theory of garlic fries, garlic is great, fries are great. But what they do with this is take minced garlic out of the jar and mm-hmm. raw and just throw it on some fries. It's too much. I think they do, they do activate the smell of it though with some... Some oven action. They do? Oh, so they must put um, it under like... Yeah. Okay. Under a salamander yeah, or something so. like that. So they put it under the salamander to get that, but it's still raw garlic. And I'm all for roasted garlic, but the raw yeah. garlic on top of some fries is... It's just so... No. I'm going to say Well, no. I, I worked in Safeco for about five years, and I, I've never had any garlic fries. I don't object to them. I kind of enjoy the smell of it. But um, since the smell is so strong, I never really felt a need to eat one. No, like I got it. You know, you know. I I sat down or I walked by you. I got it. I got everything I need out of that because it's so strong. Right. If you if you try one, people for days meeting you are going to say, "Oh, been to a Mariners game lately." (laughs) Right. Right. The uh, 
Yeah, well, let's let's share some garlic fries at the game. Oh no, Christy, no. that's all you. And then let's go sit in a very enclosed space and do some podcasting. <laughs> All right, so they they talked about two shows toward the end of Friday's uh, episode, and the first was True Detective. Uh, Were you a fan of the first season, Christy? I was of the concept, but I I also agree with both of them that the story just kind of fizzled out, and it seemed Mm -hmm. as if the writers didn't know how popular it was going to be, or they had no idea of what was going to happen, or even the main writer just died in the middle of it or had a small stroke because it, it definitely <laughs> went off the rails. Um, right. And I wish that it had come back because it had, it had such good potential and it was so kind of eerie and creepy. I really liked it. And the acting was so great. Um, now this season I will definitely watch for the same reason, hoping that now that it's popular, they got their stuff together, but also I'll just watch anything with Tim Riggins on it. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Mm-hmm. All right. Are you trying to tell me that you went to go see uh, John Carter and the, the Mars Rover, the Mars Lander, whatever he was in? Yes. No way. It's Tim freaking Riggins. You went to the theater. And no, watched that movie. come on. That's, okay. that's, those movies are for renters. So then you can do pausing. <laughs> Had to get that straight. Well, I imagine I imagine that with with Riggins on the screen, um, yeah, you don't want to be in a public place. You know, exactly, you want to have that to yourself. Exactly. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I, it was, and and I feel I feel Luke on that sort of breach of trust. Um, you you sort of um, you had a you had a great relationship with True Detective season one, but it was a bad breakup, mm-hmm. and you're hesitant to jump back in, you know, because, oh, yeah, it might be a good ride, but I don't want to get my heart broke again. So I'm going to watch it too, but less excited about it than I was like, yeah, like you said, midway through last season when you were like, oh my God, not only is the acting great, but the the sense of place that see, they, they created a sense of place on that show that it felt like it was its own country. Yes. Like you had to cross over a border to go into this place. Yes. And and I've wondered because uh, I've I've spent a lot of time um, in Louisiana because of all the people I've known in my life, and there are definitely, I mean, there's a feel like that, and they captured it where you're in a place where you're like, does the law apply here? Right. You know, <laughs> um, am I? Is this okay? Yeah. Am I the king? <laughs> am I someone going to murder the, me? I don't know. Am I the smartest person here? Am I being <laughs> worshipped like a god right now? Yeah. Or am I going to be murdered right. immediately? I don't know. Is that so it really captured while that. I'm sleeping? I don't know. <laughs> I just wonder if they're going to choose a different place and they're going to like that part of it. I'm really looking forward to because if it's the same people, you know, making, making the movie, not, not just writing it, but making it, then I'm down for whatever world they create. But uh, Well, and also by that time, our show Silicon Valley We'll be over. Mm-hmm. So we yeah, might we as gotta well have watch something it. else. Yeah. Uh, the Comedians was another show they talked about. And, and the reason I'm even familiar with The Comedians is it, uh, it comes on right before Louie, and I'm all caught up on Louie. And you see like the last five minutes of The Comedians before it comes on. And it's uh, what I've seen is painful, painfully, horribly unfunny. Um, but Andrew said that he thought it was going to be that way too, but he caught an episode and it was pretty funny. And it made me think that like, you're this Josh Gad guy and you're, mm-hmm. you're a young guy and you get this series and you're, 
you're going to be on with Billy Crystal. How can you say no to that? Um, and then either you're stuck on a show that is not funny, painfully unfunny, and might go down as a as like a um, a go to as an unfunny show. Like someone's oh well, was it as unfunny as the comedians? Uh-huh. Um, or the show's pretty good, but but the person the people cutting together the promos. Uh, oh, okay. Don't get it. Like, like they're they're cutting together the worst jokes from the show, and you look at the promo and go, "That's the worst part. Why did you do that?" So I I always wondered about that. Like, if you get some big break, like the Workaholics guys, or you know, whatever, you get your show, Mark Marin, he gets a show. Um, you kind of have to babysit the whole process because you can't just make your show and go, "That's a funny show." Like you. You put out your show and you're, you know, you shoot it and it's all put together and you go, that's a pretty funny show. And then you watch the promo for your show that runs in the middle of a super popular show and it's the worst joke in the show. Um, so this is, this is one reason that I've decided I'm going to give the comedians a try because of what Andrew said and because, you know, I think you kind of owe it to, when you see something that unfunny, like those trailers are so terrible, it's like there has to be something there. And, and to me, it's kind of like when when something sounds so terrible, like a food, and people are eating it. Um, you know, there's got to be something there. So yeah, let's try it. So so that is the reason I'm going to watch probably what is one of the worst comedies in the history of television, The Comedians, and I'll report back on that. Okay, please do. Oh, and the last thing, I need to get this off my chest. Mm-hmm. I should have talked about it when we were talking about True Detective, but Vince Vaughn is one of the stars of the new season of, of True Detective. And this is the probably the third or fourth time that Andrew's talked about how much he hates Vince Vaughn. And what he, why he hates Vince Vaughn is because he watched the first hour of Swingers. And the whole point of Vince Vaughn and Swingers was that he was going to get his comeuppance. You know, he was acting too cool for school or whatever, and that's what was bothering Andrew. And he never made it to the end where right. it turned out, oh, the, the shy, the shy guy got the girl, uh, right. you know, having success and, and, and Vince Vaughn was a joke. So Andrew, finish goddamn swingers. I agree. Finish it. And he might even like it more now that it's, it takes place in LA. And so now he lives there. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's yeah. L.A. is a, a, a character in that show. I have a friend that lives in L.A. and he loves that movie because it captured that time. Because he he is in the entertainment business too, and he was struggling at that time as well. And he he just said they fucking nailed it. And and it's a breakout performance by Vince Vaughn because he shows that he can be you know, this super cool, good looking guy. And then also that he's, he's, he's vulnerable and he is, he can be hurt or whatever. But if you don't get to that, you just see Vince Vaughn thinks he's great. Right. This guy thinks he's so great. (laughs) Well, and also at the time that they, they wrote it, they weren't who they are now, right? They're not the guy that directed Iron Man and they're not Vince Vaughn. They were those guys. They wrote that because Mm -hmm. that was their life at the time. Yeah. Yeah. And some, some of the best work people ever do is that. And, and to their credit, a lot of people, uh, they come out with a, a movie that reflects their life at the time and it's brilliant or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then they go on, they have nothing left to say. Right. These guys have gone on, uh, to do other things and they have things to say. So, 
you know, I, I, you know, I'm not like Vince Vaughn fan club or whatever, but, um, but he's an interesting guy and, and he has some nuance that Andrew, I don't think grasps, but anything else for Friday? Nope. I don't think so. All right. People, how to get involved with the show. We need you. Uh, we've been getting a lot of stuff through littleredbandwagon.com. A lot of people want to be on the show. We're going to get to you. Don't worry. Um, might might even be this week if we can't track down Shira. We're going to have mm-hmm. somebody on for Saturday. It's going to be a lot of fun. The clips are always fantastic. We're getting a lot of good feedback about Andrew's clip, the uh, the movie, the Tom Tangney movie thing. I think um, uh, if you're not a monster, you start crying when Jen starts crying yes. about Home Alone. So, like I said, go back a couple days and listen to that show. You'll love it. Uh, get You can get at us on Facebook, on our page, or on the Stens page. Personal Twitter is at Drew McFrizz and at Kissy Eyes, at K-I-S-S-I-E-Y-E-S. The show Twitter is at LRB Podcast. Email us at littleredbandwagon at gmail.com. Um, I think, uh, yeah, that's a good place if, uh, if you want to complain because uh, Chrissy doesn't share it with me. So um, I won't see it. Unless uh, she wants to hurt my feelings. <laughs> you can voicemail or text us at 802-432-TBTL, 802-432-8285. And the Takedown Podcast, my other show, uh, the show that comes out today, Jeremy gives us a poop quiz. And we also find out that Matt and Marianne's father, very cheap man. If you want some stories about a very, very cheap Mexican father... We're telling him on uh, takedown and uh, what's going on on Nerd Out Loud. I, I actually, well, I shouldn't even ask you. I can, I can, ah, I listened to it last night. It's an amazing show. Nerd Out Loud this week. What did you guys do? We talked to uh, my two friends that are both on Tinder and they talked about their adventures and mishaps on Tinder. And then also I told two of my coworkers, I, I love people's stories on Tinder so much that I, I talked two girls at work to to join up so I can have local stories right at my mm-hmm. fingertips. So I, I included a couple of their their pretty terrible stories. Not so hot local singles. <laughs> so yeah, we had our friends on to tell that tell that story, and I think we recorded for probably an hour and a half, maybe two hours, and Jeremy cut it down to about forty five minutes. So that tells you yeah. how much fun we were having. Well, it was it was a lot of fun, and definitely people go listen to that. Um, they they posted some profiles on the Nerd Out Loud site, some profile pictures, and these are ones that they talked about on the show. And if you can have those pictures up while you listen to the show, I guarantee you, you'll laugh out loud many many times. So, uh, Christy, are we going to get to the ending this week, or are we going to get Digstown again? <laughs> um, we never explained that. Should we? Well, we'll- yeah. Should we do that now or go yeah. back? Because I got some questions no. about it. So Digstown was something that Jen came up with when the, when they were on the terrestrial radio. They often had to break for news news issues because they were a news radio show or weather or lots of different beep, things. Beep, boop, beep, boop. <laughs> so when a... Breaking news. When a um, interview was particularly terrible they came up with a strategy which was they would 
make the new sounder or Luke would do a thumbs down and Jen would do a thumbs down and that, that were acknowledging this is happening. They would in the booth give Sean the Digstown signal and he would alert the sounder and she would interrupt <laughs> the, the, she would interrupt exactly how I did um, the last time and just say, mm-hmm. we have an, we have an incident in Digstown. Um, we have to go, we have to go over to you know whoever it was that day. And they came up with this strategy and they never actually did it. But no. they afterwards would say th- that should have been in Digstown. And they had invented right. it after Patton Oswalt. Well, and Digstown actually references a movie. Yes. And it's a movie where Louis Gossett Jr. plays a boxer. I don't think I've ever seen it all the way through. But um, it's, you know, like many boxing movies, it revolves around, you know, people throwing a fight. Or being asked to throw a fight, and I think the the reference is when the thumb goes down. That means you know that's when you're supposed to take a dive. Oh right, right, right. So your digstowning means you're going down. You're taking the dive, which means you know you're dumping the interview. So and sharpshoot me if I'm wrong, but that's that's what I, I think. think that I think you're it right. Comes from. So I want I wanted to explain that. Oh, I didn't want to take the time away from Andrew to do it because he doesn't listen to the show. Um, cause he's a jerk. And that was before uh, but, his time. Uh, <laughs> right. It was before his time when the show used to be good. Um, so, I mean, that's all I have. Christy. Uh, okay. do you have anything else? Um, we, we don't know what's going on this week for our Saturday show. We'll figure it out, but party time. Let's get that invite out. Yes. Okay. It's happening. All right. All right. And, until next time, this is the next party. And I love you, Jen. Nailed it.